everybody, welcome to the Dead Puck Podcast. Today is March 6th. It's a Monday. Um, it's the week after the trade deadline, so we've had a bit of a, I guess, the weekend to kind of um, stew in some of these trades, analyze whether, yeah, um, kind of see who the winners and losers were. We've had maybe a couple games for some of the teams to see uh, what the new faces look like. Um a pretty eventful. You guys were saying before that this was probably the most boring trade deadline, and I I would agree the actual day <laughs> was probably the worst trade deadline. But in terms of I guess trade deadline season, this was probably the most exciting one in a long time that I can remember. Oh yeah, I think sure. yeah, I think this year it's been completely different than past, where they're making trades before the deadline and getting stuck with certain players that they don't want actually on their team. It's about time they did this. There's only yeah. certain GMs that have been doing it, but... Yeah, I'm not sure if it was actually a record year, but I think I remember hearing. I'm not sure if it was on television but, uh, or something, but... What were the most picks exchanged, I would think? Yeah, I think I heard most picks, but I don't know about players. They're just, blow- like, they're just throwing picks around like they're nothing. Is fair because they really are nothing until you see with the players. <laughs> well, we'll get to that, especially when we get to like the the cow foot trade, where it's like oh, yeah. different teams value draft picks completely differently depending on where they sit in their team construction. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the last time we talked, <laughs> we kind of got a bit lucky where right at the end of the podcast, the Bo Horvat trade went down live on the podcast. <sighs> So, I guess it wasn't until a couple weeks later that we started really seeing the floodgates open a bit, and that was with uh, the first trade, I guess the first major trade, which was um, Vladimir Tarasenko um, being moved to the Rangers. Yep. Miku Mikula in exchange for Sammy Blay going back to the Rangers, Hunter Skinner, a conditional first, and a fourth. Um, Both conditional. Yeah, I feel like every friggin' pick that gets traded nowadays has some like weird condition on it. So yeah, like even like um, even yeah. seventh round picks have a condition. It's like well, who the hell cares? I think it's just to make sure that you can possibly get a fifth round pick instead of it being a seventh. Yeah, a third becoming a fourth. Or well, in in this case, the the fourth rounder, um, if the Rangers make the playoffs, the fourth rounder becomes a third. So like that's easy. kind of that's easy money. That's an easy third right there. So I guess that's kind of smart on the St. Louis Blues for making that a condition. But yeah, the... <laughs> Sorry, I was just going to say, like, the Rangers finally get their the right-wing guy that we've... we were kind of talking about a couple episodes ago, that that was their, their big weakness. Target. And then everybody thought they were kind of done, sort of. Well, it's about freaking time that Tarasenko got traded. I feel like we've been talking about this for, like, the last two years. That he wanted to get traded. Well, since didn't he ask for a trade before the ask for a trade before Seattle came in, and then they put him on the block, and they didn't pick, and then Seattle didn't pick him because we don't know why Seattle did that. But for yeah. Seattle right now, it looks like they're doing. Well, they pretty took Vince good. Dunn. I they think did, yeah, they did pick Vince yeah. Dunn, so that was Principal. a good that was a good move. Yeah, I know it's a good move for a defenseman, but you guys could have picked multitude of different defensemen from that. Justin Hall, maybe it'd have been a good one. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Keep Kerfoot or something like that. 
So it's, a, it's definitely, and you get Nico Mikola. He's a massive defenseman. You can have play with like Keandre or uh, one of their defensemen. pickup by the Rangers it just makes him more of a threat. Yeah, I like this move a lot for them. Like he seems to be fitting in pretty well. He's got four goals already. No. Drafted in the fifth round. Um yeah, is that all you I guess we have to say about that one? Um I guess we'll come back to the Rangers when we get to the Kane one. He's definitely fit in better than than in St. Louis. You just talked about uh, find the, find the last one. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that the first round pick. There's conditions on it. It's like the 2023 first round pick will be the later of the New York Rangers 2023 and the Dallas 2023 first. So basically, it's the later pick of those two. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of those are probably I could see them both being similar picks. Like they're both gonna be. 20-something, yeah. like mid-20-something. Also, the Rangers retained 50% of Tarasenko instead of see the full go. That means the Blues did as well. That'll be good for both of them, the cap space anyways. Yeah. Right, yeah. Do you guys no, see him possibly re-signing with the Rangers after the season? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think it'll be like Andrew Cup last year. I feel like they'll sign Kane over Tarasenko again, or like try to like keep him like cheaper so they can just deal with him. Then Kane's got what two more years at his deal? No, his deal's over. Uh, yeah. After so I, I have a feeling that they'll sign Kane for like a year, a year by year basis. I don't think it'll be like. He'll go the basketball route. We don't know how long Patrick Kane's going to play for again. But yeah, I could see Tarasenko testing the market this summer. Okay. We go back to the Blues. Just kidding. <laughs> I can't see him doing that. Um, well, yeah, the next yeah, so the next one. The Blues continuing to unload, sending Ryan O'Reilly to the Leafs. Boom. Yeah. Look at that, 1.875. Great. I love that. No, sorry. Yeah, uh, apparently that's the piece that they were, I don't want to say more interested in, but apparently they were chasing after Achari in the offseason. But it didn't work out. So. I like him. He plays on like the, so far he's been playing on the third and the fourth lines. Um, fought Tyler Myers the other day. Defense to John Tavares, but yeah, no, I, I like him. He's a really good player. Uh, I remember on the Bruins and also played for Florida too, right? Pretty certain he got traded to Florida. Um, you know, I unfortunately, which we'll talk about a little bit later, is like Ryan O'Reilly's now in LTIR, but during our text messages, that it's like another Nick Felino, <coughs> excuse me, Nick Felino thing. Comes in for five games and then gets hurt and we'll never see him again. And we trade away a first, second, and a third. Yeah, that was an expensive price to pay. Plus two players. 
Uh, I mean, if it gets them passed around, then who, who cares? But I know, right? That's. <laughs> I don't even know if it will. Yeah, you're gonna play freaking Tampa Bay again. It's like Still two months left already. in the season. We already know who they're playing. Oh, they've known I, since mid-December. I know. Well, yeah. It's giving them the benefit of the doubt, though. They need to go back to the one versus eight. But still play uh, each like, other. Still, it would create better competition in the later rounds, which is where you want the best talent. I don't give a shit about that. They said there was like a thing. I don't. I don't remember the teams. Uh, I can pull up real quick. But it was like these five teams, and then it was like the top teams in the East. And it was like two of them aren't even going to make it past the first round. It was like Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Carolina, and New Jersey. Two of those teams are not making it past the first round. Like that's ridiculous. I know. Like I if think, it was one I through, think Carolina was, for sure. If it was one through eight, yeah, like one of them probably wouldn't make it as well, but it would better. It'd be better than two of them not making it for sure. Yeah. Um. Can you tell me why Minnesota ate do like fifty percent on like two deals? They wanted freaking that fourth round pick. It's like when we get ahead of here with the uh, Bruins trade with them. Um, Don't they have to? Don't they have to still pay off like all the buyouts that they're paying off with like Parise and? Yeah, they do still. Yeah. Um, Suter. Yep. Yeah, but the, I think they're both expiring deals, the O'Reilly one and the other one. So it's only for the rest of the season. I don't know if O'Reilly has one more year. No. Oh my God! They. St- oh well, this yeah. This is last they, year. Yes, you're correct. Holy shit! Do they ever need to pay off those contracts? Still. It's still yeah. seven. It's it's six million this year, then it's seven million for the next two, and then after twenty twenty five, it's eight hundred thirty three k for both. That's yeah, ridiculous. This is Riley's last, uh, Ryan O'Reilly's last year. Um, which I mean, I assume he'll probably test free agency too at the end of this, depending on what uh, Leafs end up doing. The playoffs or moving forward. Yeah, I can't see Toronto. No space. Being able to resign him. No, he'll go to. I feel. I feel like he'd go to some team. Like honestly, back like Buff- going back to Buffalo would be yeah, like back a to Buffalo. Bit. <laughs> yeah, I could see him going back to Buffalo. Like They're a team like that, kind of on the verge. Red Wings. Yeah. I don't see him going. Ottawa. No, I don't see him going to the Suns. <laughs> no, he wouldn't do that. I, I mean, that's just like. No, we don't take it as seriously as other sports where you like kind of cross the divide. Like you can't do that. <laughs> like in, in in soccer, you go like from. You don't go to. Manchester City, if you play for United, or you don't go to Manchester City. You play for such and such team, right? It, or you don't. You play for Barcelona. You don't go to Real Madrid. You don't do that. There's been there's been plenty of guys that have done that though. They've done it, but they also it. like. People fucking hate him forever. You get shunned. Yeah. So, like, if you go to Ottawa, it's like, well, they suck. So, or you go to, like, do they Toronto, suck? I'm just saying. I don't think that rivalry, though, is quite there, the same yeah. as it was like 20 years ago where. Dundee and Alfredson? Yeah. Like, at that time, if you were crossing that boundary, then, like, yeah, there was something kind of funny about that. Parker versus Neil? Like, yeah. McCabe versus Chara. 
Ragdoll. Ben. I'll I'll bring up the convo that we had in in our chat when the trade came up. It, say like say the Leafs lose in the first round again. Awesome. Hundred ten percent possible. Do Keith and Dubas get fired? Dude. Or is it just Keith? Oh sorry, I did say Keith, didn't I? No, I think I asked you if they make it I think I said if they make it past the first round but then lose in the second. Like do do they still run it back with the same crew or do they or because they they still didn't make it that far, they fire one of them or both of them? I think it's gonna be Keith because Davis did what he did in this this uh for the deadline. Brought in six players. And kind of like I know it's his his team. It's also him trying to figure out and squeeze people in. Keith now has, I think, what, eleven defensemen to work with? Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> yeah. He still puts Justin Hall in the lineup every night. Got beat up by Nuge the other day. Anybody who yeah. got his ass kicked by by Nuge. <laughs> and then in, in the uh Calgary game, he started the game and he finished the game. And I went, Are you serious? I know oh he's just a shot blocking machine, isn't he? He's just a big he just gets pushed around and they take stupid penalties. Well he's slow. I mean like Luke Shen's slow too, but at least he can fight. Right? And hit. Holy hit. shit. Can he hit I said to my I said to my brothers the other day, I was like, Can we check Eric Gustafson's sticks? For like any holes, like there's been two, like one in the Calgary game where it went underneath his stick on the power play, and then they went down Blake Coleman scored, and then in the uh, Vancouver game it went through his stick again on the power play. I'm like, what? Are you shaving them down too much that it's going right under your stick, or are you just not strong enough? <laughs> it's getting ridiculous. So then, and then, so then like, if you, so then what would your ideal six man defenseman lineup be? Uh, well, we've only seen. Riley, Brody, those are the two stand and Geo. So those three. Sometimes I'd actually switch out Brody because he's been having not the best season. Same with Riley. So it's kind of hard to. Both been injured for a significant amount of time this year. Yeah. So it's been a little bit harder to rely more on these two defensemen. Giordano's been the most reliable one. Uh, Lilligan got destroyed against McDavid and uh, the Oilers. Honestly, in that Oilers game, I thought the best defenseman for the Leafs was Justin Hall, only because he exactly. was the only one like throwing <laughs> bodies and like he was yeah. noticeable out there. Whereas the other guys, I guess Jake McCabe was because he was a bit of a, a bit pesty, but like Riley, invisible. You wouldn't even yeah, invisible in like the worst way. Yeah, Same with so a few of the other guys. You have to play Riley because he's going to get paid seven point seven five. You have to. That's paying a guy money to play for your team you kind of have to pay that to do it you gotta put him there with like McCabe or I guess so mine would be here, Riley we might as well just mention the other yeah go ahead the other I was just gonna mention the other Leafs trades because we're already here yeah, sure. but I can't find them now so anyways you guys got yeah you, tr- you shipped out Angval and then got Luke Shen that's right oh back. yeah that, that stuff is great I, I can do the timeline if you want yeah, Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, or Joey Anderson. First, first okay. round pick from like three years from now. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, Dubas kind of moving a lot, shaking up our back end a lot. Rasmus Sandin and a first. Right. For Eric Gustafson. Right. Rasmus Sandin for uh, Eric Gustafson oh, and a first. Right. Which is Boston's first. That one came which, out of which nowhere. Means like that one. That one was like holy shit. Then okay. you talk to you talk to any or you you read anywhere on Twitter. You get those toxic Lee fans who are like. Rasmus Sandin has three assists in his first game, and he's playing on the top pairing and on the power, yeah. power play. Go fuck I can literally soul. pass the puck to Ovechkin, and he'll score a goal. It's not hard. <laughs> no. It's really not. Can you skate backwards? Okay, well, that's even better. That's another bonus. The assist is nothing. Oh, yeah, we God. have Jake McCabe. Like, I understand like what these first five games that these players have played, or three games. It's a huge change from where they just were. Chicago, where it's Sam Lafferty and uh, Cave. They came from literally a dog shit team to a team where you have to learn new systems all the way. Like, you're starting on the Western road trip with the Oilers and the Flames and the Canucks. And same with, the, like, O'Reilly scored a hat trick. He started off really hot, I believe, because he's been here a little bit longer. And he did it again in Buffalo, too, or got to Buffalo. Yeah. That was so, funny. Then Gustafson, he's been lighting it up basically since he scored a hat trick against the Leafs in, what was that? November? I think it was November. So, I thought for sure that they were going to use Gustafson and that first for something else. I thought they would use the first for something else. Hardly. So, I guess like. Hot take question. Like, Dubas made all these moves, and like, it's pretty impressive to see the way that he's able to finagle the cap. Yeah, I know, right? Make things work, like, kind of make something out of nothing. But despite all these moves, did he make the team better? I think so. I or think was it short... just change for the sake of change? I think he, sh- he shook up the defense core, which was good, but defense core was also good before. Previously to that, our issues are Matthews isn't firing. The only person that's actually getting points right now is Marner. Varus is out. Really? For, yeah, really. Matthews has slowed down. Like he's got to be hurt. He has to be still hurt. He blocked oh, a shot Willie the does. other night in Vancouver too. Willie's been okay. He hasn't been the best. Um, Varus has been really the only guy that's been. Points in the last two games, it feels like Marner's been everywhere. And look down at the lineup, like that, like Bunting's been quiet-ish. How are how are you saying William Nylander has been okay when he has seventy-four points in sixty-three games? I'm not saying, and I'm just saying recently. I'm not saying. Uh, oh, you're saying recently. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying over the year because he's been playing oh, great, but shit. he's been really quiet in these last three games. And he had breakaways in the Calgary game. He he was fine. He took, in that Oilers game, he took back-to-back freaking hooking penalties. <laughs> and that was in the third period, which the game was already over. They were down 5-1 after two periods. So it's learning, finding the guys to learn new systems, and it's just trying to get them to acclimate, right? We do have kinda, time. We do definitely have time. They, they kind of came into a, a hard start to the to their team, you know? Like, they, they played three games in four nights, and it's the West Road Trip. Like you said, learning new systems. It's kind of like a bad way to come into a new team. 
especially with the amount of players. All the defensemen every single game, so it's like a completely different yeah. defense core every single game. It's like, oh yeah, you're yeah. not playing this night. You're gonna play the next night, and I'm gonna stick you with a different uh, defenseman or right D or left. D. It's like, can you just? That's why he keeps Hall in there because he's like, oh, I can just go to Justin Hall because he's been here the whole year. I had him in the mine. I had him in at left Marley's. So I understand the familiarity, but fuck, does he ever suck sometimes? <laughs> it's like just run somebody else out there, like anybody else. Maybe yeah, you know four forwards, one defenseman, and they can't even get out of their own end. Maybe yeah, you know the one game where like Keith keeps Hall out of the lineup, you guys get the shit beat out of you, and then he's like, "Oh, we did it." See, this is what I did. <laughs> don't. And then they bring Matt Murray back for the Vancouver game, and he gets fucking destroyed. I wouldn't say destroyed. He had fucking the. Like, he got left out to dry that game. I would never put him back. I know it's all oh, it's Vancouver. It's not the strongest of teams. I'm like, yeah, but they have. They always want to beat the Leafs. It's every team wants to beat the Leafs. You don't think they're gonna come out and destroy you? I will say this as a Canucks fan. I love beating the Leafs. So. I think everybody loves beating the Leafs. Yeah, see? So it's, it's, not, it's not a surprise. There was a stat that I was going to send. I don't know if I sent it or not. It was like, when Toronto's in Vancouver, they're like 2-11 and 11 in their last, whatever, 13. Oh, I did send it? Okay, yeah. Then in Vancouver and Toronto was like 1-11. and 11. So it's like whenever, whoever's the away team basically is going to lose the game. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm just again that the hope is running out again because the team isn't playing as well as we think. And then Riley blocks a shot, breaks his finger. Now he's on LTIR, and everybody's losing their goddamn minds. Same game. Harris, it looked like it yeah. looked like Austin Matthews was going to be hurt for a while when shot, he blocked the shot on his knee. Inside the inside of his right knee, as a defenseman, I know what that feels like, and I'm like, oh yeah, I I feel bad for you. Then he then he was down for a bit. I'm like, uh oh. There goes their season. Actually, I think they played better without Matthews in the lineup, to be honest. <laughs> That's a hot take right there. Sometimes they do. It's because you have to carry the team. Yeah. He's been very quiet. He hasn't even hit 30 goals yet. One no, play. he's being outscored by Zach Hyman. <laughs> I know. Which was one of the kind of jokes going around. A lot easier to make jokes when you're winning games. Yeah. So, okay. I, yeah, like, I think the Leafs will shake that off, and they'll be. What sort of letter grade would you give Dubas and the Leafs? A minus. A minus. Because they're not really. A, they're not. Better. Defense is better. Uh, the goaltending is kind of the same. I, I do like just Joseph Wall coming up and taking over for Matt Murray and stuff like that. In that role, be great. I thought. Um, I'm sure they made a push, but that's the one spot that I thought Leafs were gonna try. Yeah, I, know. I thought they would get like Jonas Corbisalo, or maybe somehow get Quick there, because we were joking that Quick might, because he wanted to leave Columbus, which we'll talk about here too. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny situation. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know. It's it's a really say a minus. I basically almost a B plus because it's it's kind of in that area. For me. Fair enough. I just shake my um, head at the whole situation. 
So the next big trade, um, another like three team ish with the Minnesota involved. Uh, Boston sending Craig Smith a first, a third, and a second a few years from now. Um, and acquiring Dmitry Orlov, Garnett Hathaway, some other guy that I can't say his name. Andre Svetlikov? Yeah. Svetlikov. It's just signing rights. They're just signing rights, though. Yes. Um, but the Bruins just get deeper. <laughs> Great. And Orlov, holy shit, is even good with them. Holy Christ. Great. Walking it down. Yeah, like Garnett Hathaway is just a rat too. Perfect. He's a perfect guy for Boston. He's the Tom Wilson of the Bruins now. Yeah. Well, and they got. Uh, we can mention it too that they got Tyler Bertuzzi <sighs> as well. Like, kind of another pesky guy. Did you see the end? This whole talk about his end of his stick, where it's like kind of serrated because he didn't he didn't put any tape on it or doesn't doesn't put it. Yeah, there. I did see that. It's like, watch out for the butt end of that stick. <laughs> God. I know it. You see Dylan Larkin, too? He was, like, balling his eyes out in the his press release because he signed a new contract also during this. And he's yeah. like, I'm really sad. He's, he was super sad that Tyler left. Thank you, Tyler. Um, yeah, that Bruins team, like, they were already a good team. Like yeah. that team is so deep now. Tyler Bertuzzi's on. They got him on the third line with Coyle and Frederick. Um, also, like they put uh, Taylor Hall and yeah. Lino on LTIR. Yeah. So they made room for these new guys to come in who are completely healthy, and they can test Hall for the playoffs. They can Kucher up Hall and Felino for the playoffs. So like they could put Hall on. Hall might slot in on the third line when he comes back. Scary. Super scary. And also, they acquired Shane Bowers. Which I mean, they could bring him up if they really want to as well. He's playing in the AHL right now, but still. Good future defenseman for them. It's so funny with Boston. Like, you look at all these teams that are like cup contenders or like locks for playoffs. You can look at most teams and be like, yeah, they could use this or they need this. But Boston, they didn't need anything. They like, but the fact that they went out, like they could have easily just done like one of those trades, like the, either the Bertuzzi one or the Orlov and Hathaway trade, and been like, okay, yeah, we're done. We did what we wanted. We had a depth. That's fine. But the fact that they did both is fucking insane. They added, they added a top four defenseman. They added, uh. The third or fourth line, I guess, fourth line, like kind of ratty type player who's going to annoy the shit out of you. And then they added Tyler Bertuzzi, who should be a second line wing, and then he's playing on the fucking third line. Like, they just got so much better, even better than they already were. And they've won their last 10 games in a row, so clearly it hasn't, even though they've only played, like, what, like three or four games with them? They, it's fairly well, hasn't changed anything reinforce it yeah yeah all right i will just give them the cup now for god's sakes yeah yeah but how many times have we seen the uh um the president's trophy team burnout 
in the first or second round. A lot of times. I just feel like with this team, it's a bit different, though. This team is just that good. Like, I know we said the same thing about Tampa Bay when they lost four straight against Columbus. But, like, holy hell. Like, the only way I can see them, like, not doing well is if their goaltending just falls off a fucking cliff. Like, Omar completely dives and then Swayman I mean, comes Swayman in. Has, and even Swayman's <laughs> Yeah, yeah like they have two, like, top 15 goalies. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, that's like the only thing I can think of. But even then, they have a solid, solid backup. Like, probably the best backup goaltender in the league. That's, like, if the Leafs do end up beating Tampa Bay or whoever they play in the, in the first round, <laughs> I'll leave the door yeah, just... for Ottawa or the Sabres to decide yeah, you... to... That'd be that'd be funny, yeah. Toronto, you just beat Tampa Bay, and you've made it past the first round for the first time in the next twenty years, and now you got to play Boston. Have fun. Boston. Not only play Boston, but play like Boston at historic Boston pace, and probably a pretty like well rested and healthy. I'm just Boston. ask him to show I would... up. I wouldn't even care. I'd just be like, just show up. You don't have to win. Just show up. Because, like, Boston, I would imagine... Because, like, obviously they're going to play the second team in the wild card. So, they're pro- like, I, would, I could see them handling any one of those teams that's around there in at least, like, probably five games. They'll say one... They'll say they the other team wins one game. So, they'll be well-rested. Hopefully, they'll be healthy. And I could see the Toronto-Tampa series, if that is what it is. We're just assuming. But that game... That series could easily be last year, where it goes seven. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just win the fucking series. Oh. I'm already stressing about something that's not even happened yet. Yeah, you got two months to worry about that. No, it's going to be like, it's going to feel like it's tomorrow. Uh, oh, the Canucks got Vitaly Kravstov. Oh, yeah. That's another guy. It's about time that got traded because didn't he request a trade like two years ago or at least last year? I know for sure. Yeah, last he went year. back to Russia though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we basically got him for nothing. William Lockwood. Uh, we traded a seventh. Yeah, we traded Will Lockwood in a seventh. What's the point of a seventh? Twenty twenty-six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty-six. Like, who, like not even this year. Not even next not year. Even close not even close to this year. Four years from now, like who fucking cares? I feel like. New York just did it to get rid of them. They were just like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. We'll get rid of ya. But, like, who? how does that come up in a conversation where it's like, yeah, oh, we'll give you uh, Lockwood for craft stuff? And they're like, mm. uh, We want a little a more than that. Three years from now. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> exactly what I wanted. But, yeah, like, when I, when, I, when I saw Vancouver, because, like, obviously when trades first get leaked, it just says, like, oh, Vancouver acquired... Krasov, it's like, uh oh, what did they give up? I was, I was kind of, I wasn't like hardcore stressing. Do you think they were going like, to give up for Krasov? He came. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, because I, like he's a young guy. He's a former top ten pick. I'm like, no, Rangers could have so done. So only Ulevi, and he's nowhere. Oh fuck! I'm so happy we got rid of him. Oh. Um. But yeah, then it came out. It was like, oh yeah, Will Lockwood in a seventh. I'm like, really? That's it. 
holy crap, that's fucking, that's great. I like really it because like could see your reaction to the entirety of all of uh, the Canucks trades. Went from yeah. oh this is great to what the hell are they doing to oh that's <laughs> all right and then back down to fucking hell. <laughs> all caps, yeah, well, just all caps. Uh, <laughs> what are they doing? They they the the trades warranted the reaction though. Okay, we can talk. At least about for some. Let's of them. talk about. Then we'll come I'm back to the Timo Meyer one because that one is whatever the hell that is. <laughs> That one's just it's fucking just AHL trade. It's, it looks huge. like a freaking junior trade. It's like the fucking um, oh, who's the guy that who's the guy team team Cameron Junior that got traded? What's his name? One Zellweger. Zellweger. It's like his trade. That one's fucking ridiculous. All right, so we got. Uh, did you guys get again? Philip Ronick. We traded. We traded Shen to you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, let's talk about the Philip Ronick one. Oh my fucking okay! Wait, I need to see it again. I need to find it. I it's, know what it is. It's, it's Philip like... Ronick and a fourth yeah. round to the Canucks for a first in 2023, which is the Islanders. It's conditional. Oh. A 2023 second, which is yours. I don't. Oh my fucking god! That's great. I saw. That I saw that. I saw the like again with the Krebsov trade back to that one. I saw that it said Vancouver acquired Horonic. I'm like, wait, isn't he like 24 or 25 and he's a Rand defenseman? Isn't that going to be really expensive? And then I saw the full trade. I'm like, oh no. Yep. Oh no. They are completely focused on this whole retooling bullshit that they've been doing since they tra- since they drafted Bo. Since they tried to bow Horvat. Oh, yeah, we're going to retool. We're going to retool. We're going to retool. How many years are you going to say that you're going to retool before you just fucking realize that it doesn't work? You broke all your tools? Oh, my. Yeah, they, they're literally retooling with broken tools. That's actually a really good analogy. I like that. Uh, but, like, yeah. they said in... They've been saying ever since Rutherford and Alvin came in um, last year when when they came in, that they want to, one, acquire young players, they want to acquire draft picks, and they want to clear cap. Those are the three main things that they wanted to do. Up until that trade happened, they sort of, but not really, have done that. I would say the one exception would be the JT Miller signing, because they obviously didn't get younger. And they didn't make cap space. They fuck, they screwed themselves. So then they traded Bo. That kind of needed to happen. If they didn't do that this year, then it would have been. Then I think there would have been some questions on if Rutherford and Alvin were were the right people to bring into the situation. So they traded Bo. They got back some good assets. They got a first. They got a they got a great young center, and they got a decent uh, winger to play with Petey. And Bo always turned out to be really good for us. And then they got Krasov, they traded Shen, they did all these things, they got rid of Riley Stillman, I fuck, oh man. Riley Stillman. Get rid of that guy. Riley Stillman is the Justin Hall of the Canucks, that's the best way I can put it. He's the guy that you want out of the lineup, whether it's scratched or traded, and I'm so happy that we traded him. But then, when I first saw this trade, the full trade, 
I said, this is like taking one step forward, but then taking two steps back. Because yes, you got a great, you got a decent young right-handed defenseman, but you're paying the highest value for him because this is his best statistical season of his career so far. And you fucking traded for him when he's hurt. You can't even see him play I was right ask now. You what, what's his condition? Because I haven't actually seen him play yet. They say it's like they say it's like week to week or something. I think. Oh, perfect. Like, and then oh, fucking JT Miller was week to week, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, he'll play on Thursday before the deadline. It's like, what are you fucking talking about? Well, he magically he was, healed himself. That's cool. You just said he was week to week on Monday, and now all of a sudden he's playing on Thursday. What the fuck are you talking about? But. Like they back to the Peronic trade, they said that they were gonna get they're gonna get younger, which they, they did. They got a young right hand defenseman, which we desperately needed, but you gave up a valuable first round pick, whether it's this year's pick or it's their unprotected pick next year, and you gave up a second. How are you gonna give up a first and a second for a guy that's having his best statistical season? And he's also making 4.4, I think. Yeah, 4.4 this year and next year. How are you going to do that? They've This trade basically said, like, oh, they're they're kind of buyers and sellers. Like, you can't be a buyer and a seller when you're – when you should be rebuilding. I think they should just stay away from (coughs) – excuse me, from defensemen. I think they. I think Patrick Alvin should have gone to sleep after the Stillman trade, and not fucking traded Hironic. Like, yeah, Hironic's a decent defenseman, but he's also he has the same issue as Quinn Hughes to a certain degree. He's not good as a defenseman, which is his fucking job title. He's not. He apparently I've I've watched a couple of videos on on him that were from Red Wings fans, and they say his biggest. Like weakness is when he's in his own end. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> what are they just gonna keep getting defensemen that are that are completely offensive defensemen, and no no one's just gonna fucking guard the net? They're just, I don't think gonna be very the many defensemen out there that are not offensive defensemen. Luke Shen, well, we just traded him. Ah, well, that's you can have Justin Hall then. Oh no no no! no. I don't want. That. Oh no 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 no! We, we, we just got rid of Riley Stoneman. Just I don't got want rid of the guy that was him. I don't want the right-handed version of him making more money. I saw there was a oh, what was the thing? I think I sent it to you guys. Uh, it was like you guys or Jacob Chickering got a first and two seconds from uh, from Ottawa, and then it was like we got Heronic and Stillman for the same value. How brain dead are you to make those trades? Like I know the Stillman one was last in the off season, but that is poor asset management. I so just, what would you grade oh. your uh, team's uh, job if they could trade that one? The only reason why it's not getting an F is because they they traded Bo and D, D, D. I would give it like a D or a D minus. A D minus? <laughs> <laughs> like, holy, the only reason, like I said, the only reason why it's not an F is because they traded Bo and yeah, they G-minus actually got, an F, and they got uh, cross off for basically nothing, oh, and a trade Stillman. Fine, we'll give them a straight D. There you go. <laughs> but 
My God, this team, I swear to God, this team is bipolar. They are the definition of bipolar. They're like, oh, yeah, no, like, we're going to trade, we're going to gain draft picks. And then, oh, the JT Miller saga with the Penguins. That pissed me off, too, because. No, it's not. It's Brock Besser. And it's like, no, it's not. It's JT Miller. Who the hell is it? And then. No, it's not. It's Connor Garland. Oh, no, it's not. It's, it's Oliver Ekman Larson, but he's got a no trade clause. So he's got a. What the fuck is going on? This is why. Like, whenever... He is your defenseman for life. He's our defenseman until we buy him out. And I feel you like think that's not going to happen. You're going to have time to buy him out. Good luck with that. The funniest part of those was when they were like, like, especially with Connor Garland, they're like, well, we only want to trade him if we can get like a good rostered center. And it's like, that is the player. Like, you're trading him away to get picks so that you can. Yeah other draft players or use those picks to get better players well that's Again, what i was we, we did we did talk about it though Sorry, Nick. we when... did talk about how penguins have not really drafted very at all in the last like seven years not really not at all and then when i heard that the jt miller thing the only reason why the the connects didn't do it was because there was no center and nhl caliber center going back who the fuck on the Penguins yeah, are you going to yeah, trade yeah. JT Miller for? You're not trading Crosby. You're not trading Malkin. You're not trading for Jeff Carter, who I don't even know if he's if he'd be, if he'd be available because if he's on LTIR or not, I'm not sure. But who the hell are you trading for that's a NHL caliber center? You don't... <sighs> JT Miller shouldn't even be playing center. He's horrible <laughs> at center. It's like if the Canucks are like, we want a, a center. And the Penguins are like, well, we don't have one of those, but we'll give you these draft picks. Why would the Canucks be like, nah, nah. Be like, nah. take the draft picks and then go to Trade for one. somebody else and then give them the draft picks. And what like, Kyle Dubas did, you know, where he, he grabbed that third round pick from the Islanders and then just flipped it for Luke Shen to you guys like you guys were nothing. Yeah, like, holy shit. Yeah, take you. When I when I first saw the the reports out there that the only reason why the Canucks didn't trade JT Miller to the Penguins with no salary retention, there was no salary retention for any of the years of his deal. Not this year, they not the remaining the seven thing. years. They would have taken the whole fucking thing. That <laughs> looks worse on the Penguins. The Islanders microphone that's so quiet. That's what happens. <laughs> oh my fucking god! How do you not? Yeah, just make, make it that an F trade? now, man. Just make it an F. The that makes the of... Penguins look worse. Why are the yeah, Penguins like... trading for this guy? Yeah, why would the, the how is there no salary retention in that? I like obviously this could be false, but they it was multiple reports of the same thing that like the Penguins weren't gonna retain any salary. Or the Canucks wouldn't, wouldn't retain salary in a JTMO trade to the Penguins, but I'm like I don't care if it's a singular first and a singular second going back to Vancouver for JT Miller. You are getting the five million dollars, or like five point seven five, something like that, off your cap this year, and then the eight million off your cap for the next seven yeah, that you can use. Even started yet? Oh my! That you can use to re-sign guys like Pedersen who deserve the eight and more million dollars, yeah. and then you can bring in free agents that are worth fucking that money. Like, oh my god! I don't think he's understood, had... understood the term of asset management or. They do not understand. They fucking, they are the definition of insanity. They're doing the exact same fucking thing, expecting a different result. They've been doing the same thing for the last 
almost decade. Basically, ever since they were not in like the cup like contention after the 2011 2012. They've been doing the exact same thing. Nothing has changed. (laughs) Nothing. They've had what, like two playoff appearances in those in the last decade? And one of them, you got bounced by one of your rivals, Calgary, in the first round, and it was an embarrassment. And then you had a decent bubble run where you got carried by your now starting goalie against a team that you gave, like, all of the demons to against Dallas, and then they got the shit kicked out of them. But other than that, that's it. That is it. They've done nothing. They've done fucking nothing. And they're going to continue to do nothing until they finally realize that they need to use their assets better or just straight up say, you know what, fuck it. We're rebuilding. We don't care. But then you get a guy like Hughes that comes out in an interview and says, oh, we don't want to be around for a rebuild. You know, it's like, what the fuck, dude? You're like 20, like 24, 23 years old. Are you kidding me? How can you say you don't want to be part of a rebuild when you know this team is absolutely dog shit? I'm just I'm I'm kind of happy that they didn't do like a like the Ekman Larson Garland trade that the the Benning did in his final year like with like a Myers or like a Garland where they they get rid of a bad contract that's going to be up in a couple years more so with the Myers one because his contract's up after next season but then you gain a contract like an Ekman Larson where it's like oh yeah his contract's over in like five years and it's six point five or seven million dollars. I'm just happy they didn't do that this trade deadline. Not yet. Um, there's an off season for that. Draft day, yeah. Well, and they, and they said there was reports also that the Penguins and Canucks aren't done with the JT Miller saga. I'm like, oh my <laughs> fucking god. Maybe you know what's gonna happen? Okay, this is this is what's gonna happen. No, then we'll move on to Dylan's team because uh, yeah, actually, their their team made good moves. Oh, uh, their team, their team are good. This is what's gonna happen. It's me draft day. Ducks are going to draft the center. They're going to be like, we have a trade to announce. <laughs> and they're going to go up there and be like, we just traded you to the Pittsburgh Penguins for JT Miller. We wanted JT Miller to the Penguins. We wanted to do this in the uh, in the actual season, but we just couldn't because we didn't have any center depth. No, we don't have any centers. Our whole whole team like we even going down to the Abbotsford guys we have no centers we just have wingers playing center we literally do we the only center that we have that should be in the Abbotsford Canucks system is like Atu Ratu that's the only center that we actually have oh the guy you got from <laughs> the guy that we got from <laughs> literally all we have and then we I didn't even talk about the one move that we made at the deadline. Why the fuck are you trading Curtis Lazar for a fourth? Curtis Lazar played this year? He has played, and when he has played, he's been good. But yeah, he's been hurt a bit. But like, he's making $1 million for the next two seasons after this one. And he's from Vancouver, too. He's a homegrown kid. It's like, fuck, man. Like that, when I saw, like, oh, Canucks made a trade, I'm like, oh, who is that? Curtis Lazar for a fourth to New Jersey. I'm like, uh, good. He's okay. Going to, he's going to a contending team. That's good. I'm like, okay, why? But that that trade wasn't really like a bad one necessarily, but it was just really confusing. 
Well, maybe they're making room for somebody that we don't know. Oh, yeah. Maybe like another OEL. Um, yeah, like an Oscar Clefbaum contract. Ew. Speaking of Oscar Clefbaum, Dylan, sure. let's talk about the Oilers. Yeah, so the Oilers finally ridding themselves of the Jesse Pugliarvi saga. Oh, yeah, oh, that was a huge saga that everybody needed not to hear. Um, yeah, so that's finally... Honestly, I hope he does great in Carolina. I hope he, like, reunites with Ajo and just has a a killer rest of the season and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, no retain, no retention on that, so $3 million. They got some... Random Patrick in the signing rights. He got him for nothing. Yeah, he was drafted like four years ago and he's playing in like a Finnish league. Heck yeah. I think it's basically just the next best thing to future considerations. Um, so that kind of gave them a bit of flexibility. There was a lot of I think the Oilers were kind of in on just about every name that was thrown out there. Like it was even revealed the other day that they were in on Timo Meyer. For a little while um but the big thing was a defenseman and there was lots of talk about eric carlson for a few weeks how could they make that work there was talk about jacob chikrin um there's talk about gavrikov but the one name that i kind of had my my eye on was matthias ekholm and that's the guy that they got so they got matthias ekholm from the preds um with a six-round pick for tyson berry Reed Schaefer, who was last year's first, uh, this coming year's first, and then a fourth. So a bit of a hefty price tag, but I think that's the defenseman that the Oilers have been looking for for, well, at least since, like, yeah, you mentioned Clefbaum and Larson. Like, ever since we lost those two guys, this is the type of, like, steady Eddie two-way defenseman that the team has needed. Um, I the yeah. best part. Yeah, they retained four percent. Nashville retained four percent. Do you think David Poyle's like, yeah, I just you know, I gotta keep it under ten. And then he's like, What about it'd be like, what about nine? No. What about eight? No. <laughs> well, obviously the Oilers had a plan for it and like they knew I think so, like they they calculated how many down to pennies. Yeah, do. like they they <laughs> currently nice. they currently have hundred and sixty seven dollars in cap space. Yeah. I pay my car insurance. So, like, they <laughs> knew when they were making this Ekholm deal that they're like, okay, we have another thing in the works, so we need you to retain at least 4%. And they're, and they're like, all right, well, 4%, 4%. All right. Well, well, then, well then, we were kind of, after the Ekholm trade, uh, I don't know if it was a couple hours later or a day later, but then we were talking about, like, who else could we want? Then, like, Nick Bukestad's name came up. And then Dylan was like, I'll take him. I'll take him for sure. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, Nick Busa goes to the Oilers, and there's 50% salary retained on 450k. So there's where that 250 came into play. Heck yeah! Yeah, you gotta save. You gotta save that half of the of the nine thousand. Hey, every every penny counts. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it does. We don't have any pennies anymore. All right. Well, every nickel counts. Every nickel. (laughs) Yeah, like I love the the Ekholm trade. It like like I said, it's it's a hefty price. It's basically two firsts and Tyson Berry, and like it sucks to lose Tyson Berry because he was a good locker room guy, like fantastic on the power play. But I don't know. You've got to you got to do something, and 
<laughs> I think like Ken Holland was kind of getting memed a little bit because I don't know if you guys saw this a couple of weeks ago before the deadline, he was saying he was asked about what he wanted to do at the deadline. And he's like, well, we have a deadline acquisition and that's going to be Evander Kane. And then people were started like basically jumping on his throat at that point. And they're like, no, you got to do something. You got to do something. You know, and so he knew he had a plan the whole way. So, yeah, I'm really happy with Matisse Ekholm. I've seen him in a couple games. He was in the Jets games on the weekend. I'm not sure if he was in that Leafs game. I think he was. Um, but he looks good. Like he's he's a defenseman that you don't notice, but in the best way. Um, yeah, he's 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 one of those guys where if you don't hear his name, that means he's doing his job and he's doing it well. Yeah, like he's incredibly versatile. Like he, like he is good at like rubbing guys out along the wall and kind of collecting the puck and moving it up ice. Like, um, that's what the team's needed for a while. Yeah, I can actually tell you the last time you had a, a defenseman that like kind of grinds your own end because your team has just been really offensive. And yeah, the other teams. Like, like, I was a bit worried when it was, like, the Eric Carlson thing is, apparently that's still, like, a thing. Like, in the summer, that could still work out. But, like, as cool as it would be to see, like, you know, a line of, like, Dreisaitl McDavid with Carlson out there on the back end. Like, is that really what this team needs right now? Nope. Like, so, I think they got a, I think they went out and they got... I'd say the best defenseman that moved at the at the deadline. Um, I think they got the one that fit their team the best. So, yeah, I'm happy with that move. And then um, with Bukestad, I think it's the same thing. Like they had, they needed a bottom six guy. They got a guy who's huge. He's like six six, I think. Yep. Um, can take faceoffs. He can play the wing. He came in really cheap. I don't think he's quite as tough as his size might lead you to believe, but yeah, he was having a good year in um, Arizona. I think he was like their fourth leading scorer before he's traded. So I do have a question for you, Dylan, about this. Are you surprised and are you a little disappointed that they didn't go out and get a goalie? I, I did want them to try and do something like, like, if I was to give them a letter grade, I would give them, like, an A-, minus because I think they checked all the boxes. But what would push them further was, like, kind of going above and beyond, and that was trying to find something in goal. Like, it's obvious, if you watched any of the games on the weekend or the game on Saturday, that Jack Campbell is not the answer. Like, <laughs> like seriously, like, he needs to be... I don't know what you do if you give him another shot next year and then you look to buy him out or if there's a team willing to take that on this summer. Like, it's obvious that he... He'd be your cheerleader. <laughs> can't handle it. So now you're relying on Stu Skinner, who's been great, but he's a rookie. So, yeah. I don't know what goalie they could have gone out and squeezed under the cap without moving the Campbell contract. But yeah, if they could have upgraded the goal, that would have been fantastic. It's not very many goalies that you're able to pick up now that are able to help your team out, I guess, if you know what I mean. 
like maybe like Corpus Halo was only 1.3. So I think you could have found a way to make that work, but you'd you have guys to move the salary out. Yeah. yeah. You guys weren't desperately looking for one, but you're like, oh, maybe we could, you know, kick rocks on Corpus Halo or Quick uh, or somebody like that. We like Quick really has know. been. Quick has been garbage all year too. So, yeah, Phoenix Copley is the starting goalie in. Yeah. L.A. So. But like, yeah, in the off season, I don't know. <laughs> like, you knew that there was a risk in signing Campbell, and like, I'm probably like eating my shoe now. Like, after the last off season, like, as I said, like, you need to get the guy. Like, even if it's him, like, you got to get the guy. And it's obvious that, like, right now he's not the guy. I mean, I look I back at, like, you know, one guy that everybody kind of forgets is Chris Drieger. And how Seattle was like, oh, my God, we picked him from Florida. He's going to be our starting goalie. He's the best. And then they signed Grubar. And Drieger's he's on he's like the third waivers. guy now. Is he even he's like, like unconditional waivers? He's nothing. Their best goalie is Jones right now. <laughs> With goalies, it's always so hard to understand them because, well, we're, none of us are goalies, so we're, they're all a little bit crazy, and we already knew they are crazy. So, uh, but. like the one, there's a name that I threw out to you guys, and that was UC Soros because it was like the Preds are selling, they're not selling you Soros. Would, so. You would need to trade an arm and a leg to get UC. You need Soros. to trade. <laughs> He's only been paid five mil for a couple more years. Well, you need to dump. You need to give up Campbell, obviously, to make the money work. Yeah, well, he's for going. a team to take Campbell, you got to give probably at least a first and maybe two firsts. You have to give him back a goalie because I know they have Askarov, right, or whoever it is. Yeah. They, uh, honestly, he's still doing push-ups with probably, the net. The Predators would probably ask for Skinner in a trade. They would ask for Skinner. I think they would. I think they would be like, we don't want fucking Jack Campbell. We want the better goalie. We <laughs> want Stuart Skinner. Work, it's not how it's going It's work. not. No, because money, you need someone else like, for money. I give him like Campbell plus a first plus. Uh, Campbell's worthless right now. Like he's. Yeah. He, no, I know, but that's his the point. Value. He's like, in the ground. Like a first and something. You have to give him another player. You have to give him like a Broberg or you have to give him like a. Yeah. Not necessarily Bouchard, but like, but like those are the guys. I think that Darnell Nurse. No. <laughs> yeah, right. As if they are going to take luck. that contract. <laughs> well, they already took. They already have freaking Duchesne and Johansson. Like on stupid contracts. So who cares? Not Poyle's problem anymore. It's freaking uh, Trot's problem. <laughs> well, yeah. No, but I'm I'm happy with their deadline. Like it would have been nice, yeah, to send Tyson Berry back to the Oilers. Find some upgrade, in... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> find an upgrade in goal, or like add like a top six forward, or upgrade on CC or something. But like they made do with what they had. They checked the two needs, so I'd say like an A minus. E minus. Okay, let's talk about the other two largest trades in this. All three. Uh, talk about Patrick Kane. 
yeah. how he basically told uh, Kyle Davidson, like, screw you, I'm going to the Rangers. I don't give a shit what the trade is. I'm going to the Rangers. Um, oh, God, okay, where do I start? So, Rangers acquire Patrick Kane at 50% retained. That's down to 2.6, 2.5. Well, basically 75% retained. Yes, because... Uh, Arizona took on half of that. So, Arizona. And, they, and then they also received a third round pick, which is conditional. Uh, condition is Arizona will receive the better of either Rangers or Dallas third round picks. Dallas third round pick is currently conditional. If Lundquist earns, if Lundquist earns 55 cumulative points over the 2020, 2023, and 23, regular seasons, the 2025 fourth round pick upgrades to Dallas's 25, 25 third. How okay? How it's about Neil's how does that He's not even involved in this. Why is he in fifty-five points over over the no? Because it's the Dallas one because they traded. The, oh right. But like, but like, how does that even come up in the conversation? Like, he needs to get fifty-five points in the next two years, and then so that, he, like it's so stupid. That means that Arizona's going to be watching Rangers games, being like, "Come on," or watching Dallas games, being like, "Let's go, Lundquist. Let's go, bud. Let's go, man. We want that third. I want to talk um, about Arizona after this, though. After uh, these trades, how they um, have the and, most amount of picks in the next three years than literally most teams combined. Yeah, I'll read them off. Fucking here. hell, unbelievable. Then Arizona but, got, or from Arizona they got Vili CRV and Andy Walensky. And twenty twenty three second round pick, which is conditional, and then a twenty twenty five fourth round. Conditions. 2023 second upgrades to 2024 first. It's a top 10 protected or a 2025 first if New York Rangers make the Eastern Conference final. Fuck. Patrick Kane, over the first few games with the Rangers, has been trying to force a bunch of stuff. I think he's only played... Has he only played one game? I don't know. I think it, Well, he played Thursday. It's the Flyers. No, Senators. No, he didn't, play, he didn't play in that game. Didn't play in that game. Or maybe he got traded and then he missed the first game. Okay. He's played he's played two games. Yeah, okay. so I think he played in the Sens game and then he played the game after that. Okay. He played Sen he played the Sens game and the Bruins game. Both of them losses and he was a minus two in both of them. <laughs> go, oh yeah, what a great deadline acquisition. He's been like he played in Chicago, but like he's not had a Patrick Kane. I mean, recently, yeah. up until he got traded, he was, like, killing it. He had something to prove, apparently. Yeah. Well, because they were like, oh, hey, you might go to the Rangers. He's like, oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll pop my hip back in and we'll go. <laughs> then, okay, well, that one's, that one's semi-big, but this next He one... basically, he did that trade himself. Like, he strong-armed Chicago into being like, hey, you're trading me to the Rangers. And they're like, well... Uh, no, um, we are, no, you are. like, no. <laughs> You are. We'll do the chicken one last, but I want to do the the fire one first. And overhaul. Okay, there's like a paragraph I have to read out of this one. At least it's only two teams. Um, this one, this trade literally takes up the entire fucking. I remember screen. Andreas Janssen, Scott Harrington. You know those two. Yeah, but 
try and, and Shakir pronounce Shakir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell are these guys? It's literally zero dollars on Shakir. Nothing. Like, yeah, they're he's not even playing. They're all AHL slash junior contract, so there's no money. I mean, Andreas Janssen, 2.275. Fabian Zetterland, who is apparently pretty decent. Nikita. Okiyoki? I can't say that one. And then Shakir Mukum. Just call him Mook. And so this is what the Sharks acquired. Uh, 2023 first round pick from New Jersey. It's conditional. I'll read the conditions in a second. 2024 second round pick and a 2024 seventh round pick, which means nothing. Uh, both the first and the second are conditional. Conditions, if the pick is a top two selection, the New Jersey will instead transfer their own 2024. <laughs> I like that one because they're, like, they're like, hey, we'll send you a first round pick this year. Yeah. Unless we're going to get Bedard. Unless, then, unless, we're uh, unless we get Bedard, then we'll give you next year's. <laughs> then the second condition, if New Jersey makes the 2023 Eastern Conference Final, Meyer plays in 50% of the games, or New Jersey or New Jersey makes the 2024 Eastern Conference Final, the pick becomes New Jersey's 2024 sec- first. If 2024 first is top 10, New Jersey have the option to instead transfer the 2025 first. Or their 2025 first. Should New Jersey transfer their 2023 first to their 2024 first as it is top two protected and they make the conference Eastern Conference Final in 2024, Sharks will receive their 2025 first. That was just what a if, bunch of bullshit. What if the Devils for the rest of the year, they're like, listen, guys. We lost Dylan. <laughs> oh, he'll come back. Uh, I'll just put whatever the Devils acquired as well. So the Devils acquired Scott Harrington, obviously Timo Meyer, which is the whole trade. Um, they've also retained fifty percent. Um, so now he's at three million. Zachary Emond, Entry Hataka, and Timur Agrimov, Agrimov, a twenty twenty four fifth round pick from Colorado. Dylan, are you there? Yeah, I don't know what happened. That's okay. My ship just crashed. But did you what hear my you? joke? No, we didn't hear your That's joke. That's all that matters. Okay, I was like, because the Devils have their top two protection. They're like, what if they're like, all right, guys, we're not going to beat the Rangers this year. We're not going to beat the Bruins. Don't even bother, guys. We're just going to tank the rest of the year. We're going to get <laughs> the Bedard pick. We're going to draft Bedard, and then next year we're going to the conference final. <laughs> Good idea. And they... They made this trade without having a contract extension already in place, like without talking to Timo Meyer's camp about it. So, what if the Devils don't get Timo Meyer re-signed? Because obviously he's a UFA after this season. He's an RFA. Or the RFA? Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's not horrible then. He's still an RFA. Holy shit. So there's that giant trade that you almost forget who got traded. Because everyone in there is forgettable other than Timo Meyer, Scott Harrington, and uh, like Andreas Janssen. And then if you know who Fabian Zetterlin is. What about Shakir? Shakir. Shakir Mukha Madulin. There you go, that's better. (laughs) 
I could not even try it. I tried. <laughs> you just you just call him Mook. Mook for short. Uh, uh yeah, okay, so we'll move on to the last one here. It's a good pickup for the devils, so. The Swiss guy. Yeah, the devils look good. I like that that offense. Me too. All right, so the last big trade, and I can talk about the Arizona Coyotes. Um, Jacob Chikrin. Finally. Finally. Jeez. And he went to the Sens. He was like, like were they even the Sens talking? Like, we don't even feel like they're even talking to them. It was literally like Edmonton, Kings. And uh, I, those were the main two teams that I heard. It was just Edmonton sure. and it was Edmonton and the Kings. Alright. So this one is I think one. Boston was too, but then each team like Boston's like, Oh, we got a guy, sorry. And then Edmonton was like, yeah. Oh, we got, we got a guy. Well sorry. we were we were talking about <laughs> it. Like, oh we got every, Luke Shen. Alright, sorry. Yeah, like every single time a, a team acquired a defenseman, we're just like, Arizona is fucking stupid. Because they could have traded Chicken before all these guys were traded and got good value for him. But now that the amount of teams that are in on him are dwindling down, there's no leverage for the Arizona Coyotes anymore. No, they missed their shot. All right. That's a good pickup, though, for Ottawa. Like, that's a young team, and he still is on contract for a few more years. Trying to find the picks. I got it. I got it if you want to. So the Coyotes received a 2023 first-round pick, conditional. A 2024 second-round pick, also conditional. And then a 2026 second-rounder, so... The conditions of the first is it's top five protected. If the condition is met, the pick becomes an unprotected 2024 first. And for the second, if Ottawa makes it to the Eastern Conference final this year, the pick becomes a 2024 first round pick that's top 10 protected. If the pick is top 10, the pick becomes Ottawa's 2025 first round pick that is unprotected. And I don't then obviously think the Sens are going to make the conference final, are they? I don't even think the Sens are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> like, is that not, is that like an unpopular opinion? Because, oh. like, obviously, like, let's look at the standings right now. Like, obviously, uh, they would need, I, I think the Islanders are going to fall out of the playoff spot. So then it's like, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Sabres, Senators, Panthers. There are there are four teams currently, the Sabres, Senators, Panthers, and the Capitals. They're all tied at 68 points, which is three points out of the final wildcard spot. It is going to be another dogfight for the final wildcard spot. A dogfight just to get swept in the first round. <laughs> yeah, just to get swept in the first round by the fucking Bruins. Is that fun? That's why like, I kind of like what the Red Wings did, where they were like, Okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna friggin', this isn't worth it for us. So they started selling off some pieces and at least getting some stuff back. And then they, and they resigned Larkin too, which was good for them to finally get that done. Yeah. I, Arizona Coyotes have one of the best, like, teams of the era now since they, 
control like every single contract that nobody wants. <laughs> they got Shea Weber too. <laughs> Shea Weber. They got, they got Jakub Voracek. You forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, they have Marion Hosa. They have Pavel Datsuk. They have goodness, Jay Weber. Their team's stacked. They got Andrew Ladd. They got Brian Little. <laughs> stacked. Only they all any of those people played anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I just really want to talk about Arizona with how many picks they have over the next uh, years. All right, I'm going to read them off. Here we go. Ready? Dylan, just, oh just, just lie Ready? down, Dylan. Just take yeah. a seat. Okay, oh. so we have two firsts, a second, three thirds. This is in 2023. Fourth, two fifths, and six. <laughs> 2024, they have a first, four seconds, three thirds, two fourths, a five, a fifth, six, and two sevenths. In 2025, they have a first. Four seconds again, three, sorry, two thirds, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Yeah. You can have yeah. all the draft picks in the world, but like, unless you're drafting good players and then developing those players, it's meaningless. As Nick says, they have 42 draft picks over the next four years. I have basically 10 draft picks over the next, every year. Like, holy they, shit. They suck. Yeah, like, like Dylan was saying, though, if you don't draft well or you don't, like, trade those picks for, like, better pieces, then it doesn't mean anything. No, it's just future crap. Yeah, it's just, like, especially, like, all of the picks that are, like, after, like, what, the fourth round? Those are just, like, those are those fucking players that are traded in the Meyer trade. Those are those guys where you're like, who the hell are those guys? In Mook. Yeah, M- Muka Haki Laka, whatever the fuck his name is. Muka Haki Laka. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. From Night at the Museum? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I... Other than those trades that we talked about today, I don't think there was really anything larger than those ones. And like we said previously to talking about all these things, all the... There was the, the Calfoot trade. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Tanner Janot. That trade was ridiculous. Tanner Janot. Yeah, I guess he's more the name than Calfoot. Oh, I know who Calfoot is. He, uh, he's a big diver. I know that. Hits <laughs> him in the shoulder with a stick and fakes it like a little bitch. Calfoot, a third, a fourth, a fifth, a second, and a first. That's fucking stupid. That's so stupid. I don't understand. Tanner Janot. Who isn't even playing good this year? Like it's not even like he's got sixteen like, points. It's not even like his value is so high that they that like oh, oh we need all this for Tanner Janot because he's no, this like, good oh, this year. We're going all in again. But the Lightning kind of justified it in a way that makes sense, where they were like, they're like, what the hell do we need these draft picks for? Like, if we draft a guy today in the third round or this year in the third round, he's not going to play for our team for at least like three four years. Well, three four years from now, we're going to be stripping this team down and like so they're like no we're gonna spend all these pieces that we have now even if we're overpaying to acquire the assets that we need to try and go for another run well, yeah but Shit. that uh, <laughs> the fucking 
the 2025 first round pick, like, yeah, it's top 10 protected. I don't know what it turns into if, I guess, it would turn into a 2026 unconditional first. But, like, what if that first round pick could help the Tampa Bay Lightning when the run is over, when Stamkos is gone, when he's, like, retired or he's, like, fucking, he got bought out and then he just stops playing? Like, what if that I could help them? Cavalier. I think the Lightning are in a position, the Lightning are in a position, maybe not the same as the Blackhawks, where it's like they've done so much over the last like five to ten years. Like they've made the cup final three years in a row. They've made how many conference finals? It's like as soon as this team falls off, they have permission to be as garbage as they want to be for like five years. Because it's like, who cares? You you won two cups back to back. You went to this many finals. Like you've earned you've earned a like <laughs> I don't want to call it like a vacation, but like you've earned <laughs> all that time to be like, who a gives break. a shit? Who gives a shit about the roster right now? Like, you earned a break. <laughs> you don't have to be the best all the time, even though you want. It to is play. excessive. Like, I do wonder in that trade if <laughs> the Lightning called them and like, hey, we'll give you like five draft picks in Calfoot, and they're like, uh, uh okay, for who? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> we we just want Tanner Janot. We don't want anybody else. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Put it in before you fucking Pull sober up. Made David Poyle a happy mate. Uh, early, an early retirement present. I, I mean, he's going to play on the third line or the fourth line with like Paul and Ross Colton or whoever. It could be this trade could be the same thing that we talked about last year with the Brandon Hagel trade. Like, we all were like, holy shit, that is a big overpay for Brandon Hagel, but he's actually been really good for them. Yeah. It's like, it could turn into that, but this one seems a bit more like a, this has like the ceiling on Tanner Janot is not as high as like a Brandon Hagel. The the thing that makes me laugh, though, is like when people go like, oh yeah, he'll be perfect in the playoffs. Like, he'll like want to fight everybody. I'm like, Point of the being in the playoffs, though, is that you don't fight anybody. It's just to piss them off enough that they take the penalties, not you take the penalties. Yeah, it's not how it works in the playoffs. Like, and then they don't call anything. So it's like yeah, they don't, the only they, way they're going to call something is if they fight, if they actually fight. The, or it's a or it's a pick. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Fucking so stupid. I had to explain that to somebody the other day. I was like, yeah, in uh, Game 7, Justin Hall did a pick on somebody. And they said no goal. But this season, Leafs are picked, and they called it a goal. And it was the same referees as it was in the Game 7. And you're like... Of course it was. What, what was that? They're like, it's a goal. Okay. <laughs> sense. Oh, this league is so shit sometimes. It's so you guys have funny, any though. other trades that you want to talk about? Because, like, I mean, talk about like, like Isaac Ratcliffe going to the fly or going to the. Uh, there's a couple for that, considerations. There's a couple that I saw that we didn't talk about, but they're like the smaller ones. Like, I want to talk about the quick one. Like, uh, so the it was Kings in Columbus. It was the Kings acquired. Uh, Jonas Corpusalo and Vladislav Gavrikov, no salary retention. Also and wants then the, to test free agency in the summer. Yeah. 
And the Columbus Blue Jackets got Jonathan Quick, also no salary retained, a first round pick from the Kings, which is conditional, and then a 2023 third. So the conditions of the of the first is if the Kings do not qualify for the 2023 playoffs, Columbus will receive a 2023 second round pick, which is LA's pick, and a 2024 second round pick, also uh, the Kings. But like, I feel like the Kings are kind of locked in the playoffs at this point. I hope so. I mean, they've been playing very well. Well, they've been playing very well. I think, what are they, second in the... Are they second in the Pacific? Yeah, they're second behind the Golden Knights. Like, what the hell is going through the... What, why would they trade Jonathan Quick? That whole saga of, like, oh, Quick got traded, and then everyone in the locker room was, like, bawling their eyes out after, like, what a, what a joke that was. Well, the thing I heard was, like, so you give Dustin Brown a, a, a statue? statue, but you give you sent uh, Jonathan Quick to the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> and then Jonathan and Quick then was way got, more important than Dustin Brown. And then, and then he got traded to the fucking Golden Knights, which who they could play in the playoffs. Holy shit. That's funny. And I mean, they all... really have no other goalies other than Russ Wall and uh, Hill. And... I was watching was a the... Golden Knight game the other day, and it was against what... the... What was the quick trade to the Golden Knights? I don't even remember what it was. It was uh, for Michael Hutchinson. Oh, yeah, Hutchinson. And then, like, He's now the backup pick. for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, yeah, and then the, the Blue Jackets retained 50%. So it's only costing the Golden Knights 2.9. And then they, oh yeah, and all oh, this is important, the Blue Jays also got a seventh. Got a seventh round pick. In what round? In what, sorry, what year? 2025. There it is. <laughs> what the hell? Waiting for that. <laughs> like that whole, like, debacle was ridiculous when it first got leaked that John Quick was being traded. And he was pissed. Holy, I would not want to have been anywhere near him when he got traded. That was so funny. What can you do, right? Well, then he eventually got traded. Back to the yeah, West. He said, I don't want to be on your team. Well, yeah, no shit. Who wants to be on the Columbus Moon Jacket? At least you had a good road, Dad. Yeah, well, he was an idiot. He just wanted all the money he could get. Or actually, no, that's not true, because then, like, the Devils or some team offer him more money, and then he just picked the fucking Blue Jackets. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just an occasional podcast. Just like you. (laughs) I look at, I'm just looking at the Blue Jackets lineup. Blue Jackets lineup, I don't know half the players. Eric Robinson. That guy's making 1.6 million. I don't even know who the hell the guy is. Get that money, buddy. I want to know what... I want to know what Dallas is thinking that they're doing for their playoff run. Because they got Domi. They got Domi and Klingberg. Oh, they didn't get Klingberg. Oh, no. Sorry. Klingberg went to Minnesota. Never mind. That's a lie. No, but like they got Max Domi. I'm like, well, I thought I I thought Dallas would have honestly done more. Like I know they're playing, they're playing pretty well, but like I thought Dallas would have been a team to do a little bit more. Like just get some more scoring depth uh, up front. I think their defense is all right. 
I I thought that they were gonna get Gavrikov. I thought like Gavrikov felt like he was gonna go to the Stars, and all of a sudden he went to the Kings. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I just find it funny that they sent Anton Hudobin the other way in the yeah, trade. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, oh, I didn't even know that guy was still under contract. Okay. He is under contract uh, this year, and that's it. Where is that trade? Right here. It's for Dylan Wells and Max Domi. Hmm. And Dobin and a second. 2025. Ooh. Are there conditions on it? No. Wow. That's a shocker. Yeah. Yeah. There. Other than that, there were. I watched like a brief moment of the uh, deadline day, and I'm like, I really am happy that I live on the west coast, and the trade deadline's over at noon. Yeah. It was like just sitting around there talking, and I don't know if you guys saw the TSN song about Ad for Bedard. Yeah. Did you guys actually see that? No. <laughs> good, good. Don't, don't look it up. Don't, don't just, just don't do it. It was pretty cringe. So, I would recommend not watching it anymore. To be honest, like, I, I, I think just the trade deadline day, maybe, is going to just get worse and worse over the next years because it's like getting past Connor Bedard. It's going to be like, oh, okay, well, we'll just sit here at the table and. Teams that might trade things that don't ever happen. So it's like a six hours of like just useless programming. But whatever. Well, especially when all the trades went down like the week before. Like the yeah, like all the big names. Yeah. <laughs> I really thought I like obviously I was paying attention to the trade deadline when it was the day, like when I was at work because I had nothing better to do. I was just I kept going through Instagram, just went through Twitter. And, like, I didn't hear anything on Eric Carlson. So, I'm like, okay, well, he's not getting traded. That's for sure. So, who else is going to get traded? And it was just really boring names. It was, like, the Max Domies and the Klingbergs and all those guys. I'm like, this is so boring. Like, holy Andre shit. Andre Schuster and... Yeah. Uh, Brendan Lemuse and... Uh, and Zach McEwen. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Zach McEwen's, like, really good. Like, he he doesn't have He'll to beat fight the all shit He'll beat the shit out of you, but he's actually a good player. And I'm like... <laughs> oh, you guys are really bored, aren't you? The, the sandwiches aren't there yet? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Does that have anything else to add about 2023 deadline? No. <laughs> no not really, no. I'm just happy that Patrick King got traded out of fucking Chicago. I'm happy that we got the Leafs got Ryan O'Reilly and then now now he's hurt till April 1st East and I'm just like hmm. I wonder what we're gonna do oh good thing I'm not in that back office I'm not in that office having to deal with that that's good I'll just sit here on my podcast in my room <laughs> you can wrap it up there if you guys want to do that unless you guys have a uh, dumbass that you guys would like to say oh i do really oh yeah you know who it is because i already talked i already sent a fucking thing about it okay well 
Oh, do you have one? Um, Doc, yeah, I, I, guess do I kind of. Uh, I, 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 I was just gonna say the Penguins because it's like, why are you in on JT Miller? Like your team is going yeah. nowhere. Really old. I mean, I guess I have one too, like from the trade deadline. That, I guess. But yeah, we can do it. We can do it quickly here. Uh, Nick, would you like to start? Uh, I actually will go last because I need to find uh, certain information first. Okay. Plus, so, I feel like your guys are gonna be quick. Go on. Uh, well, I guess I kind of already said mine. Like, yeah, the Penguins, like, we talked about it in the group chat. Like, if you go look at the drafting history since, like, 2012, it's pretty awful because, the number one, they've traded so many of their picks. Like, I don't think they, they've only had, like, a handful of first-round picks that they've made in the last decade. Um, and then even a lot of the later picks that they've made, most of them haven't even played many games and if they have played games it's for a different team so the penguins are just i feel like they're in an awkward spot where they're just kind of waiting out the big three like sid gino and Latang. like they're trying to give them a couple more runs like the bot like boston is but i don't understand why the penguins are interested in buying especially on somebody like jt miller like why are you interested in buying a player on a contract like that like this is a team that should be yeah compete as long as you can and then as soon as the big three are kind of ready that's when you just completely strip it down because this team need is going to need like like a full-scale rebuild like there's no foundation there right now so yeah oh, yeah nothing yeah um i guess unless this is nick's like nick is yours about the flyers yeah Okay, I'll I'll wait. just wait for yours. Is it about the one that I the one that I was talking to you about about Travis Konechny? Oh, oh no no. Oh well, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking about how they, uh, just before the trade deadline, uh, JVR was going to go to another. I think it was to Detroit. Yeah, to Detroit. Um, and then it fell through. Because they didn't have enough time. Because for some reason, let's just leave it right to the last ten seconds of the trade deadline. Even though you had all month, pre you had all part of the season before that, and JVR stuck in Philly, even though he wanted to leave. And Cliff Fletcher looks even more dumb because he can't even trade a, a, a person on his own team and get anything back. So now he's. Stuck with JVR, who hasn't had the best season, and I'll have to basically just eat another year of the contract. <laughs> like an idiot he is. Is that really such a knob, man. Well, Is it really surprising coming from the Flyers? Yeah, no, it's not. But it's just like, why do I have to keep talking about how stupid they are? Because <laughs> they're stupid. Like, you think like they're they're adults too? Like, I figure like they would. Like you're dealing with people here, but it's like you just say, "Yeah, no, we're not going to trade him this time." We're like, "Oh no, we're going to do a trade call right at the last second and then be like, "Oh well, sorry, JVR, like tried, but I really didn't." I don't know. Such a terrible GM. I don't know how he's still there. And the same with like Pittsburgh, where Ron Hextall is getting in a lot of shit right now. Rightfully so. Like all the pencil, it's like both Pennsylvania teams are just like, yeah, we're just gonna suck 
Switch. Ride it out. Go ahead, Nick, about the Flyers, too. I'll let you continue that. Yeah, I'm just going to say, fuck Travis Konechny, okay? Let me tell you something. This guy, he's getting his team. This was a game, Vancouver versus Flyers, on February 18th. The Canucks were absolutely kicking the shit out of the Flyers. Uh, Pedersen, Pedersen had a five-point night. He had two empty netters, so like, well, who fucking cares? There's still goals. There's, goals still count as that shit, okay? He scored the first empty netter to make it 5-2, to two, and then he scored the the second empty netter to make it 6-2, to two, and his five-point night, and he's like, I, I don't remember the stat, I can't remember what it was, but it was a, it was a cool stat about like five-point five point game, something like that, I don't remember. So he's along, he's like right by the penalty box, like right in the middle, like center ice by the penalty box. And then Travis Connecty just comes by and fucking butt ends him right in the, right in the stomach and shoulder checks him at the same time. Like, are you a fucking idiot? Oh, I'm on the flyers and I suck and I suck and I'm just a rat. Like, and it, nothing was called. Like, he didn't get kicked out of the game. He didn't get a penalty for it. And it happened right in front of the penalty box where the rest were literally skating towards to put the, to be like, oh, yeah, number four, not the goal. What are you doing? Like, I know Travis Konechny, that's, that's part of his game is to piss people off and, you know, get under people's skins. But, like, there was, like, 40 seconds left in the game. The game is over. The game is over at, like, 4-2. to two, And then two empty netters to make it 6-2. Why are you doing that? You're just doing that to be the biggest asshole in the world. And obviously, like, the... It's not like the Canucks play the Flyers very often. Because, obviously, West Coast and East Coast. So, it, it makes no fucking sense. So, yeah, he's my dumbass. And I really wanted to say it on the podcast. Because he's a... He is one of those guys that just grinds my gears, man. Now they've added uh, Brendan Lemieux. So. Yeah, they added another fucking dirty player that's going to bite you every time you're on the ice. Twice. Twice. Yeah, no, I... Do you have anything else to add at the end of this one? I thought when you were talking about the Flyers, you were going to say how... Um, I think it was Chuck Fletcher said, like... He was quoted as saying, like, yeah, I think we're one of the top five most improved teams this year. <laughs> What? How can you improve on nothing? (laughs) They got Brendan Lemieux, and they traded away freaking Zach McEwen. What? Do you like go down to like your team, and you know you just stand there and like head nod and be like, "Team, like our team, like it. We're definitely gonna like, we're gonna get some places. We're gonna go places." And then you look around the league, and you're like. No, we're not. We're gonna be stuck here in the basement for a really long time, but that's okay. I'll just keep making my money. I'll burn it. I'll burn it as fast as I can. <laughs> the most improved, one of the most improved teams, eh? Yeah. Oh my god. It wouldn't even be in the it's top. Your head out like... of your ass, man. <laughs> the fucking Flyers wouldn't even be in the top like twenty-eight for most improved teams. Montreal improved more than they did. They got Gurion. <laughs> Dad and I did a straight swap for Russians, and they got a better one. And they're down Caulfield, and they're down like a bunch of players, and they're still better than the Flyers, in my opinion. Most improved. Fuck, oh, Jesus Christ. 
Well, not the most improved. One of them. One of the most improved. Sure, yeah, so he leaves that open so he doesn't seem like an idiot. Oh, wait. Too late. He's an idiot before he even says a word. He signs defensemen like they're like... (laughs) It goes back to what we were talking about. How many offensive defensemen do they have? Oh, guess how many trades they've done. Zero. Yeah, Chuck Flesher said the Flyers are the fifth most improved team in the NHL. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know how he came up with that. Like, how did he get fifth? And who does he think is ahead of him? Every other team. He would say, like, fuck, I bet you he'd say, oh, yeah, Chicago is the best. They're the most improved team. Because they got rid of their guys and they got draft picks. And Arizona, they got rid of guys and got draft picks. And they, they got salary. Are you a fucking idiot? Sounds like an idiot. He's a dumbass. It's a dumbass. But, uh... Apparently he said, we are the fifth most improved team in points percentage. Okay, well, you're... (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't be improving in points percentage. You should be going after Bedard. Ah, you jackass. Like... Do they realize that there's a generational talent like in this draft coming up? Or like, are we just... The only team that knows that is the Blue Jackets and the fucking Blackhawks. The Blackhawks are actually playing very good recently. Yeah, which is stupid. And the Canucks have been playing really good too. I want them to plummet. Did you guys see that that, uh, lineup I sent you? The practice lineup for the Chicago Blackhawks? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Like, who the hell are those guys? Like, this is an NHL hockey team. <laughs> Jujakara. Yeah. Top line center. <laughs> Dude, one of us could play for that team right now, honestly. They still have Athens to see you, and they still have, like, their goalies are Staylock and. God. The guy from Toronto. <laughs> Razik. Yeah. Wow, I, I mean, they did. They they are a dynasty. Like we can always remember that they won three cups in six years. Be like, well, that's it. Well, it's the same. It's the same thing with like where the Penguins are going. Like, yeah, they're they're in a weird spot, but like they did their Don't job. They won me. two cups. They had two. They won two cups in a row, and then and then they won the cup in '09. So like, they did their job. Just like how Tampa Bay is going to do it as well. Yeah. We just kind of got to live with how shitty teams will be eventually, even though they've gone on crazy runs, I guess. Uh, hockey. Hockey's so confusing. Make it so hard for us to be fans of this sport. We really do. Except if your team, you know, gets somebody really good. And they get hurt. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... That's where I think we're going to end this one. Um, hope you guys all enjoyed it. Uh, and we'll catch you guys on another one. Bye.